0: Okay, um, we're going to attempt to finish. <laughs> now, well, they uh, I appreciate the people who organized this event for giving me these last two hours to finish my message. <laughs> it's very nice of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is a real test, though, to try to... I mean, mean, these guys gave me four months to pray and to prepare, and then they give me two hours to share. I mean, this is ridiculous, you know? But the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, so let's try to do it in the 20 minutes that they gave me right i I did i did field a couple of questions from the morning and i do want to address those very briefly one had to do with why when we were recognizing ministries in the comunidad cordillera why did i say that we put all the men's names on the sheet and i left out the women Uh, a lot of people didn't like that um the the reason is uh, both cultural and practical. Okay, um, I don't know how the situation is here, um, but in Chile, as we were starting a new work, and that was that's key. As we were starting a new work, if you start that with the basis of uh, on the basis of households, then you will have families. Men and women functioning in the group. That will be the result. But if you base it on the functions of women in Chile, eventually you will have a congregation of women. And you'll have maybe 20% men that are present but not active. And the ministry will be in the hands of women. Am I against women? No, 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 no. We recognize women and their gifts. I mean, we have some tremendously gifted women in our congregation. And they are recognized and they're used and used by God. Okay? But as we were establishing a new work, we wanted to establish it upon households and the men who were in charge of those households, particularly because of that, I knew that some of them would eventually be the elders, los ancianos, los presbiteros of the congregation. That's basically, you, know, you probably didn't like my explanation any better than you did the, this morning, but that's why, that's why we did it that way. We don't have any problem with women uh, ministries. Um, I still say the best pastor of our congregation is my wife. And those who know her would agree with me. Uh, I'm not—that's uh, not my gifting. Uh, I have a measure <laughs> of that, but that's not my my strength. But it is hers. Okay, and she functions as a pastor within the the limits placed by the Scripture. But she does fi- function in that area uh, with. Uh, an extended ministry, okay. and we have other people, that um, uh, other women that do work. So I, I don't want anybody to think that uh, uh, that, that we are uh, women haters, or that we leave them out, or that you know. And um, um, yeah, okay, okay. And so the question: Where are you from? I don't think you're very convinced. Where are you from? Oh, finally. Okay, good. Your identity is linked to your mission. Your identity is directly linked to your mission. There once was a man sent by God. And if you read the rest of that text, why was he sent to point out the light life? And that's our mission. For God so loves the world. I'm changing the text. I'm taking it out of the past tense. I'm putting it in the present tense. I'm an English teacher. I can do that. (laughs) For God so loves the world that he continually sends his sons into the world. So that the world... By believing their message. Will not be lost. But can be saved. God doesn't send his sons into the world. To condemn the world. No. But that the world. Might. Be. Saved. Your identity is linked to that mission. That's who you are. That's who you are. And. In order to do that, we must dedicate our life. Thank you for that scripture. Romans 12, that's it. That's not a normal life. Okay? That's a God life. Right. Total dedication to the purpose. Don't get lost. Don't get hung up. That is so important. Don't get lost. Don't get hung up. Either by the sin, get rid of it, or by the things that so easily trip us up distractions. Don't get lost. You're not normal. You were sent by God. Jesus didn't get distracted, Jesus didn't get lost. And we shouldn't either. (laughs) That's our mission. That's our identity. We've got to, well, as the scripture says, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Yeah. Okay, I ended up, we were talking about this is God's house, okay? And God's house is anywhere where the church is. Okay, the church, and we all know that the church is not a place, and it's not an event. It's the family of God, and that's where God lives. I mean, obviously, He lives in His family. I mean, that's a no-brainer. You know, that's it. You you figure that one out. You know, God lives in His house, and who lives in God's house? God's family, and where is that? That's here, man. And that's anywhere else where the church gets. Two or three disciples that get together, and there is God. Jesus promised it. I'll be there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so when, and and then I said, because God is in his holy temple, we talked about Holy Sunday, friends. If if God is going to do his work, if people are going to find the gateway to God, we've got to let God do his thing. Tonight, what did we do? This wasn't the schedule. This wasn't the schedule. We had to let God do his thing. Okay? That's just so important. 1 Corinthians 12 to 14 talks to us about God's treasure chest of gifts and tools and instruments. The gifts of the Spirit make us, they turn us into gifts to mankind. Let me say it again. The gifts of the Spirit convert us into gifts for mankind. That's why he does it. That's exactly why he does it. The gifts of the Spirit it make us be uh, into His tools and His instruments at the Spirit's disposal. We no longer are in control. When we are a disciple, we take up the cross and we submit to His lordship, and He's in charge now. And I don't decide my schedule. He does. Nor do I decide where I'm going to live. He does. And when he, five years ago, told me to go to Portugal, and I said I was getting ready to retire, he just laughed. And he said, retire what? You're going to Portugal. And I said, oh man, that wasn't in my schedule it wasn't in anybody's schedule if there's one place, excuse me jual perdão no no give all this to you. see if there was one country in the whole world i would never have chosen to go to it would be Sweden. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 It's just it just never entered. I don't have anything. Never had anything against Portugal. It just never entered my mind. It just didn't enter into my accountability. But he's in charge, and we are his instruments, and he determines, and everything that he does points to Jesus, not to us. Let's get this straight. Let's get this straight. Sometimes we forget that, and we convert the Spirit's gifts into personal possessions. My gifting, my ministry. No, that's, that's trash, That's not my gifting. It's not my ministry. It all is from him, for him, and by him. Everything is for him. And it all points to his purposes in our life. Okay. Everything in reality is from him and for him. Everything. You do not own nor the gift nor your own person. You gave it up. You renounced everything when you became a disciple. You're not your own. You were bought with a price. And you belong to God. And God sent you to the world and he has equipped you. First part of chapter 12 of real quickly of 1 Corinthians, you don't forget to remind me, huh? Tell me the time. In 1 Corinthians 12, this is individual. Look it up in your Bible really quickly, 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 quickly. We're losing time. Get it up on your cell phone or whatever. 1 Corinthians 12 is individual, the first part of it. In nature and application, one and the same spirit gives gifts to everybody in the body for the common good of everybody. But this is what he does to you, 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 and you. This is individual, Okay. But it's for the whole body. It's, it's as a whole. This chapter is about the equipping and the cohesion of the gifts that the spirit brings to the body. Chapter 13 jumps into the context of how these gifts work. And gives us the context. It puts the oil The aceite, puts the oil into the machinery so that all of the instruments work efficiently and they live together in perfect harmony. Love is the context of all spiritual gifts and the functioning thereof. First chapter 13. Then we go to chapter 14 and the focus shifts to the house meeting. And why do I say house meeting? Because that's the only kind of meeting they had. They didn't have any other meeting. They didn't have any place to meet. They met in the homes. And and the focus totally says... It, it, it totally changes. It's not individual now. This is when the church meets, okay? They are not in Jerusalem, so they can't be in the courtyard of the temple. They met in homes or in some hiding place in small groups. The gift of prophecy, proclaiming and speaking in tongues, are brought to the forefront with each of its specific purpose and application. This is where our visitor Demetrius, remember him. Oh yes, he goes to the meeting and everybody hears his life and, and suddenly he comes up to a conclusion. He enters a meeting and as I said in the morning, he enjoys fika with everybody else and then all heaven breaks loose. These people aren't speaking in tongues because if they were... He just said, hey, these guys are nuts, and I'm getting out of here. Now, they were revealing his heart in prophecy. And what was his conclusion? God's speaking. God's here. The same conclusion as Jacob. Wow, said Jacob, this is God's house. God was here, and I didn't know it. This is the gateway to heaven. This is the gateway to heaven. We had a couple of examples. I remember with Juan Pablo, we we were doing some evangelism in a small town called Rancagua, where this situation actually happened to us. There was a lady who had, a, as a result of an, accident, an automobile accident, was had problems in her back. We went to we went to talk to her about the Lord. But when I realized that she was every it it as she was sitting there, she was obviously. In discomfort, because she would move every so often. She couldn't, she couldn't sit still and listen. And so I just asked her, I said, we don't know this lady, okay? She was a contact from somebody else. We'd never seen her before. Remember? You remember? And I just asked her, I said, I- is there something wrong? You're so nervous, she? she says, yeah. She says, I have this tremendous pain in my back. As a result of a car accident, I had. Between Rengo and Rangawa. And the doctors were never able to get rid of it. And the only time I'm comfortable is when I stand up. When I'm sitting down or when I'm lying down in bed is a tremendous pain. We prayed for her. God told us, pray for her. We did. Juan Pablo and I both prayed for her. And We left. We went back, I think it was two weeks after that, if I'm not mistaken, we went back two weeks later, and this lady who barely received us the first time, she, was, she didn't know what she was getting into, and she was a bit nervous, and she barely received us. She was waiting for us at the door, with the door wide open, she couldn't wait for us to arrive to tell us that she'd been healed. I didn't surprise us. But it sure surprised her. And she said, I don't know what you have, but it's powerful. It's powerful. That's the gateway to heaven. It's the life of the Spirit being manifest in the church. And that church can be in the street, it can be in the cafe. It can be in your house. Can be, but that's how they will get to God, just like Jacob. Uh, So how, yeah, how how do we go about that? That's the question. Okay, how are we going to do this? And and because I can give you all the theory, but how? Where's the practicality of this? How are we going to do it? Okay, the answer is that we have to go back again to chapter twelve. But first, we must remember that the first century church didn't live like we do oftentimes. Hmm. They were all filled with the Spirit. And they lived in the Spirit. And they followed the Spirit. And they walked in the Spirit. And if they forgot they had Paul writing them a letter and saying, since we're living by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Galatians 5. My friends, we've got to get the church in the Spirit. Every day of their life. From the time they get out of bed until the time they go to bed walking in the Spirit. How do we expect to be in the Spirit in our meetings if we're not living in the Spirit? The Spirit is not something just for meetings of the church. Because if the disciples live that way, the Spirit can't do anything in a meeting. When we live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, the Spirit will work. Today, not all are baptized in the Spirit nor walk in the Spirit. And that's the first step. We've got to get our disciples full of the Spirit, working in the Spirit, following the Spirit. And when they come together as disciples, yeah, all heaven's going to break loose. Because they're so used to being in the Spirit. And that's the gateway to heaven. When God can do his thing. And then those of us who do have the spirit must constantly be in And this is the part of the pastor. No, he has to be constantly aware in the life of each one that everyone is in the spirit. Chapter 12 is the background for what's coming. Everyone who has the Spirit has a ministry in and of the Spirit. You see, it's not just walking around being good and doing good. No, no, no. We all have ministry. And we use that ministry even when we go to work. If you are an evangelist in the church... You're an evangelist wherever you are. If you are a pastor, if you have received pastoral gifts, you're a pastor no matter where you are. If you're a teacher and you have the ministry gift of a teacher, you're a teacher. I don't care if you're an engineer. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're you're a chauffeur. I don't care if you're a mechanic. If you're a teacher and you have a teacher's gifting from God, You're a teacher wherever you are. These gifts are not limited to the church meetings. That's why we need to be walking in the spirit, living in the spirit, following the spirit. No matter where you are, your gifts are applicable there. I have pastored non-Christian people all of my life. and with relatively relative success people find out what i what i do what my life is all about and they ask questions where do i get the answers <laughs> where i always get the answers from i don't care if he's from my congregation, or another congregation from the world. We pastor people in the world every day. We serve God by serving people wherever they are, wherever they are. Then we, after, after we, we, we leaders and overseers must make sure that all the members of the family are living in the spirit and walking in their gifts. Then we go to, we back to chapter 14 and it says, and it reads this way. He says, well, my brothers uh, and sisters, let's summarize, he says. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues, another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. No more than two or three should speak in tongues. They must speak one at a time, and someone must interpret what they say. But if no one is present who can interpret, then they must be silent in the church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. Let two or three people prophesy and let the others evaluate what is said. But if someone is prophesying and another person receives a revelation from God, the one who is speaking must stop. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Remember that People who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all of the meetings of God's holy people. And when that happens, you will see you will see this happen but if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting they will be convinced of sin and be judged by what you say as they listen their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will falter their knees and worship God declaring the same thing Jacob did God is in this place. That's the gateway to heaven. And that's the house church. That's the house church. That happens whether we're in a formal meeting or if we're out on the street. Doesn't matter. It works. It works. Okay. Finishing. I just want to mention this. You have no idea how much material I've had to skip. <laughs> but that's okay. It's good good discipline for me. I just want to conclude with this. When people are touched by the power and the presence of God, they will never be the same ever again. That lady wasn't converted. But she'll never forget that she was healed. She'll never be the same. Never. When the church understands that the work of God is exactly that, the work of God, and that's a major problem for some of us, not the efforts or works of man, then we will hear much more often the conclusion, surely God is in this place. Worship will be just that, worship of God. And commitment will be lasting. Faith will be born. Confession of sin will be voluntary. Baptism will be no obstacle. Following Jesus will be natural. Knowing God and knowing the one he sent will be eternal life. Being a disciple, learning, and ever maturing will be the deepest desire of God's people. But they must first meet God. They must first find the gateway to heaven. That is the house church, the gateway to heaven. I want to finish with one text. Here's another way to put it, says the text. You're here to be a light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, do you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket? No. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. God bless you. I love you.